you know, I travel all the time and I see nothing. I fly over, you know, people say, have you seen the Grand Canyon? I said, yeah, from about 36,000 feet. <laughs> um, so The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. Hello, Elton. How are you? I'm great. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm excellent. Where are you today? I'm in Vancouver. I have to show tonight and a show tomorrow. Um, so, um, you know, during the afternoons, I get a little bit, you know, what am I going to do in the afternoon? So this is a great to be able to talk to someone and, and just take my mind off the show tonight. It's great. I'm so happy to be able to talk to someone. Now, thank you for that uh, for that gracious intro. Now, why uh, why would you want to take your mind off the show, though? Are, are, do you get nervous? When well, you otherwise, you know, certainly it, not. Well, it's, you know, I usually get to the show early and I can't wait to go on. So I'm just pacing around, basically. So this is uh, is anything I can do to fill in the time is great. So this is a pleasure. Well, it's a pleasure for us as well. It's almost uh, I should explain that, you know, you've got to get ready for the show tonight. That's why you're not on camera. You have to get ready. Um, maybe that takes an element of nervousness away from me a little bit. What is it like? I mean, What's it like for to be someone that is in such rarefied air where everyone that meets you, you know, that is going to be a defining moment in their life. That's going to be a life changing moment for them. And not, you know what I mean? Every single time you meet someone, including people like me who do this for a living. What is that like? I don't really think about it. Um, I don't really take myself that seriously. And I hope I put people at ease. Um, and, other, you know, I, it's like when I go home, I don't take Elton home and, and the well, I have two sons. I don't bring me home. Uh, and I, yeah, obviously you're going to be intimidated when you meet someone like me. And I just want to pe put people at ease and, and make them feel comfortable. You know, um, I don't really think about the effect I have on people. Um, and I've never done that for the whole of my career. But when you actually look at it back and you look back at the historical stuff and the, all the stuff I've done and who I've played to, um, it can be quite uh, mind blowing. But I try to put that to one side. I can understand that, but I'm sure I'm sure from time to time, like people have just fainted on site when they met you. Is that that's happened plenty of times, probably, right? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you deal with it the right way, and I tell you what, you you certainly do make me feel comfortable. And in, in oh. all the interviews I've watched, I've said, you know, he seems like such an easy guy to talk to. So it's a pleasure. Um, there in Vancouver and uh, on this tour, what percentage are you sure that this is really the the final tour? It is the final tour. Um, I, finish, 100%. I finish in Europe next year in July. Um, I've been doing this since I was 17 in a band. I've been traveling. I've had the most fantastic life and the I could never dreamt of this life. Um, and it, it, you know, there's been some downs, but there's mostly been ups and it's been an incredible privilege to have this life. But, you know, I have a different thing in my life. Now. I have a family and I didn't have that 10 years ago or 12 years ago. And my family is more important to me now than playing live. And I've done, listen, I've done over 5,000 shows. I, I have nothing left to prove. I have nowhere left to play. Um, and I don't really want to travel anymore. Um, so it was pr a pretty easy decision to make. Um, and I will be able to spend time with my boys and, and David. And I will still make music. I will still do my radio shows. I will still be involved in trying to help young artists, but I won't have to travel. Traveling is exhausting and it takes me away from my family. So that's what I don't want to do. I can understand that. And do you plan on spending most of your time uh, in Atlanta? Do you still live here in Atlanta? I have a place in Atlanta, but I'll probably be spending most of my time in, in, in England where the boys go to school in Windsor. And then they want to go and see places like India and Antarctica and I'd like to take them because you know I travel all the time and I see nothing I fly over 
you know, people say, have you seen the Grand Canyon? I said, yeah, from about 36,000 feet. <laughs> um, so I don't get to see anything. So I want to be with them when they experience the awe-inspiring sight of seeing a polar bear or, you know, going to see how Indian people live in their beautiful country in India. So I want to do those things because I haven't really done them anyway. So to do them with my sons will be amazing. I agree. That's going to be uh, life-changing. You've got to think about the last show. And uh, have you thought about like the final show you'll ever do? Like what your emotions will be like that night? And do you have anything special planned for that night? What is that going to, what is that experience going to be for you? It's going to be in Stockholm on July the 8th next year. I think there'll be a few friends coming over. Um, Obviously the night before I'm doing two shows, but the night before or the night before the first show, we will have a big get together with the band and everybody like that, because it's, it will be emotional. Um, I don't know how I'm going to feel, to be honest with you. I just don't know. Um, it's, um, I might be so thrilled to get it over and done with, but I might be, I think it'll be very, very moving for me. Um, because I don't, as I say, I don't really think about things that much. And then when you actually sit down and the, the actual reality hits you, that's it. Um, it's going to be quite probably hard. And, um, so I need my friends around me and I just want it to be a, a moving and special occasion. And it has to be because, you know, I'm not going to be doing this anymore. I'll remind everyone there's another special date coming, which is November 20th. That's going to be your last U S tour date. Um, yeah. and that's going to be streamed live on Disney plus. So, uh, from, from Dodger stadium, that's going to be incredible for a lot of people to watch and probably exciting for you as well. Yeah, that's going to be a special night. And we're going to have a couple of special guests. I can't tell you, but it's going to be, yeah, the last show has to be a little special. Dodger Stadium has a special start, uh, place in my heart as I played there in 1975. Um, and it was amazing. It was, you know, I was the first person after the Beatles to play there. And at that time, I was probably the biggest pop star in the world. And um, it was just the climax of a, a career that had gone from 70 to 75. And I wasn't particularly well at the time as well. I was very... Um, uh, I was quite depressed. Um, it, you know, it was a combination of so many different uh, emotions. But the shows themselves were amazing, and the audience. You know, I I love love an audience, and I love the audiences have always taken me uh, in their hearts, and they give me so much, uh, especially in America, because uh, Troubadour was the first place I played in 1970 in Los Angeles. So it, I broke in America before anywhere else. So obviously, I'm very, very much. Um, aligned to this country and this is where all the great music came from in the first place anyway so it's um it will be very emotional to play dodger stadium but i'm so glad because it closes the circle from the troubadour to uh to dodger stadium and los angeles started me and it's going to finish me well it's going to be emotional for all of us elton it really is have you heard about the stat where you've beaten share share had a number one song in five decades and that was a record but you've now beaten that and had a number one song in six decades i didn't know that so i absolutely never knew that at all so it's just a statistic um share did did she share had five and you've had six wow that's amazing um and it's a pretty incredible I, 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 I didn't know that so thank you for telling me you've uh you've done it now in this decade with the help of of these uh you know current pop stars and people like britney why why britney elton it was not my idea it was david my husband and manager's idea he said i think you should ask britney spears and i went that's a brilliant idea because you know i've always been a fan of britney i watched the documentary on her and i feel so bad for her and what's happened to her 
So I said, yes, I think we'll reach out to her. And she was in Los Angeles. Well, actually, she was on honeymoon, first of all. And we, she came back to Los Angeles and Andrew Watt, the producer, phoned her. She came to the studio. She sang it brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly. She, she could sing just as good as ever. Um, and the reason why I'm so happy that it's doing well is because I wanted her to have some a taste of happiness from what she originally did. And she was a singer and a, and a dancer and an artist, and she was the biggest pop star in the world. And she's had a rotten time of it. And I just thought it would be nice for her to feel the love from the people that she started out having the love from, the audience out there who love her voice and they love her, you know, what she does. And, and, and it's doing really well. And so, you know, I just wanted her to feel some love from people. That's, in, that's incredible that you were that gracious. Um, and I'm sure that's a life-changing thing for her. What other artists uh, would you like to reach out to and, and do something like Ooh, that? There's so many. I mean, of all different kinds of artists. I mean, um, from brand new artists like Gabriel's, Rina Sawayama, who have already done something. Gabriel's are from LA. Um, and I spotted them two years ago, had them on my radio show. They opened for me in Hyde Park. And then I saw them opening for Harry Styles. So they're up and running. And it's so great when you see new artists that you give a hand to. Um, uh, and and that's, it's so wonderful to be able to help give people a step up the ladder. Um, and that's what my radio show does to me. It introduces me to new artists. I have them on the show. I get to know them. We become friends. I get to help them do stuff. Um, and there's a new boy now called Steven Sanchez. I don't know if you know who he is. Oh, absolutely. We're playing his song on the show. Sure. Yeah, it's fantastic. And so I got to meet him or phone him. I was supposed to meet him in Nashville, but he just had an operation on his voice. So, But he's a, a, a big star in the making. So it just... I love doing that. It helps keep me modern. It helps keep me fresh. And those artists have so much energy that it's, you know, and it's so wonderful to watch them. And I can learn something from them. You can always learn something from listening to someone else. Well said. We've got these, we've, we're blessed with these songs from you now that are uh, sort of remixes of, of your big classics. Um, is there new material in the works as well? Are you writing material? Are you thinking about new stuff? I haven't written about anything. Obviously, when I finish, um, I want to make a, an album um, or do something. But at the moment, there's no time to write. And there's, you know, these things, the cold heart thing was um, came out of the blue. And then the idea for Hold Me Closer came out of the blue. So I don't know. Things have a habit with me of just popping up. And um, you get a phone call one day that changes your life, like The Lion King did in 1993, when Tim Rice said, Disney said, you won't write The Lion King. And I said, you will. And I said, of course I will. And that changed my life. It introduced me to a whole new different audience. And The Lion King is cyclical because every eight years, there's a new whole bunch of kids that want to see The Lion King. So it did me the most enormous favor. But out of the blue, I got that phone call. So you never know. The great thing about this business or um, um, enter entertainment or um, pop music is you don't know. And that's why I love it. Kate Bush would have a number one single running up that hill. That's so great, you know? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. From 1985. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I think about something I did even like 10 years ago, or, or if I see an interview I did, you know, sometimes I cringe. I'm like, oh, God, so me 10 years ago. Do you ever listen to lyrics of any of your classic songs and think, you know, 
I wish I would have said that a little differently. I wish I would have changed that. It would have been expressed myself. Just I, I don't. I don't mind the lyrics, but um, right, Bernie, but not so mind the songs, but some of the videos. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, uh, some of. I mean, it's all done. It was fun, but there, some of them, I look back and go, "Oh my god, what were you thinking?" But you know, that's it. <laughs> that's who I was. You've done so much for so many people through so many generations. Um, this is the big, the big L question, the legacy question. What would you wish your legacy to be? Um, oh, my legacy, it hopefully, is, isn't just about music. It's about philanthropy as well. Um, musically, my legacy will stand for whatever it is because I can't change that. But I hope people um, take up causes um, and help other people who are less fortunate themselves. Um, love, I, I, love is a very big thing for me. And um, at the moment, there's so much you know, spitefulness going on in the world and I would like that to stop. And if I can help do that by you know, communicating the fact, and I will be continuing doing um, philanthropy after I stop, that's very important to me. Um, the music is there, and that's my legacy there. But my other legacy will be to try and help people who don't lead such a, a, a privileged life as I did. Well, thank you for your time, Elton. On, on behalf of everyone, uh, since I'm the one that gets to speak to you and everyone's watching, uh, and I feel like I've got like, all my friends and my family like on my back, like, don't fuck this up. But I think the one thing I would have to express to you is thank you. I just express gratitude to you for your time and your art and your energy. And of course, the music, Elton, it means so much to all of us. And I mean that sincerely. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Cannon. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon.